Welcome to the Young Art Writers Podcast. I'm really excited to welcome photographer Sydney Witten. She is currently living in Nashville. She is a student at Belmont University. She has just finished her finals about an hour ago. She did really well. Um, she is majoring in entrepreneurship and minoring in photography. Sydney, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So, I introduced you as a photographer. That's yep. kind of how, when we first started talking, um, we'd kind of uh, we'd met at a zine workshop uh, that I was on the panel for, and then you reached out to me, told me some stuff that you were doing, and all of those kind of conversations were about you as a maker. Um, I later found out you were interested in entrepreneurship and that that's actually your major, but you're thinking about all that through a fine arts lens or a photography lens um so tell us a little bit about where you are right now physically the last like week or so and then we'll jump into your practice as a photographer yeah so as of last week i've been in rural illinois midwest um i drove from jacksonville to nashville and then to central illinois to be with my parents I'm just kind of wanting to be in home base with them during all of this, and I'm actually headed back to Nashville and then back to Jacksonville this upcoming week. So it's been a, a crazy week of just studying and a lot of finals and a lot of being in here in my room um, and just getting ready for all that. And now that I'm done with that, I can kind of actually be with my parents and get some stuff done around here at the house that they've been wanting me to get done, and so that, that'll be good. So... Yeah, just kind of enjoying being with them and having some alone time. and It's been really great. So the project that we just posted on the Young Art Writers Project page for Number Inc. is called Here in Jacksonville. Can yep. you talk a little bit about that project? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, that was a project that I did for my Photo 2 class at Belmont. And... It's a great class. It's, it's, it's like the second um, film class. So I took Darkroom a couple semesters ago and said this is kind of a more advanced film class. And it was um, called our Stage Narrative Project. And it was something that my uh, photo teacher, Rachel Boyo, who is so great, um, she wanted us to kind of look at themes and stories through a more um, staged lens. So that was really interesting because I'm in this new, brand new city with this brand new family and and I'm without my parents and we're experiencing all of this together and we're, we're doing chores together and we're making dinner and everything was just so new about it and um i just i just really wanted to capture those those emotions and those feelings and all of those new um patterns and the new scenery and so um i had my medium format camera that is um was gifted to me by my grandpa who was an amazing wedding photographer um and so that's really special to me just to be able to be using that and um to have that is just, that's one of my, like, most prized things that I have. Um, and so I was using that, and we were 
I was shooting on, um, for those who care, uh, it was Ilford HP5 film, um, and so black and white, and so I, I knew that I was going to have to develop it myself, um, and so that was restricting to black and white because I don't, I didn't have access to developing in color, and I've never done that before, so I got access to a dark room in Jacksonville, and got to develop these pictures, and it was really, it was really special just to be able um, to capture and to find the confidence to capture these people that I had just met, um, and to really want to, like, accurately represent what it felt like, and wanting to um, capture the new scenes that I was feeling, like, in the new, in the house that I had just moved into, um, and feeling very far from my parents and feeling very everything was so unfamiliar um so that it was a really great experience and i'm um wanting to start to move into these more longer form photo projects is something that i've been thinking about a lot and that i'm really really finding that i'm very passionate about and so to be able to do that in the context of this photo class um feel so safe and to be able to have periodic phone calls with my photo teacher and send her my progress images and say, hey, what do you think? I just got these back. Um, which ones worked for you? Which ones didn't? And just to be able to go through that process with her and piece it together and then get to go back and shoot another role and then develop it and then send it to her and see what she thinks. And so just a lot of back and forth and a lot of editing. Um, that was something that I experienced in that project was there were a lot of images that didn't make it in the final cut, which happens. That's what it's about, editing and making sure the story flows and fits well. Um, so there were a lot of images that felt like they stood better on their own and didn't fit as as well in the in the story. Um, so so, you know, so being able to pull out those single images and saying like, man, I really love this photo, but I think it, I don't know if it fits here. Um, I don't know if it even deserves a spot in this series at all. So that was a new experience. Um, yeah, so here in Jacksonville is, really feels like my first photo project that I've been able to put out. Um, and that's been, that's been a really rewarding, that's been a really rewarding process and especially having y'all pick it up and just wanting to put it somewhere and do something with it has been really, really exciting. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the kind of project I've been waiting for. The editors at Number, we have been rethinking a lot of things about the magazine and then yeah. inventing and being innovative with new stuff. So the Young Art Writers Project has never existed. And so we feel like this allows us to do some different things because it's a completely new part of the magazine as kind of an outreach component, but also just mentorship kind of component, you know, just this. Yeah. So we're excited and I'm excited that you took us up on it because I've been trying to get young writers, um, young artists to do some projects. And I have a high school student um, that I'm working with at Mount Pleasant that worked on something um, and I'll get that published soon. Um, but we were waiting, it might, we thought it was going to be in another issue. And, and so that's just been an interesting thing is to start connecting folks to this. And I'm excited because I know that you'll push it out to friends and hopefully that will generate people 
um, your fellow art artist ecosystem and people say, Hey, how did you, how did you do that? Like, you think they'd be interested in what we're doing? Yeah, we would be yeah, right. And on. so, um, that that's really fascinating to me. And then the writing standpoint, you know, so you and I'd even talked about maybe that it didn't, wouldn't have to have writing, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, narrative storytelling can be part of this idea of writing about something. Um, and that can sometimes be visual, but you did include writing and I thought the writing was fantastic. Um, I sent you a little message. Do you have, can you, do you have that writing? I do. I have it right here. If you cool. Want me to read it. I would love for you to read that because it read as a poem to me. Um, and I had to type it out cause you, when you'd sent it, it was came as like a, a, a picture, like a PDF, JPEG. like a, yeah, JPEG. And then, but then I was like, Oh, I'll just type it over and it'll make me think. It. And so when I was typing it, it, you know, I was like, and I'm typing a poem from one spot to another spot. I'm not saying that's what you wrote it as. I'm just saying it had the feel yeah. of that. So, yeah, please read it. Okay. Um, we've been here in Jacksonville, Florida for a little over three weeks. We packed and planned for one. The virus is spreading, keeping us mostly inside. There's six of us in the pretty house on the pretty corner with the fence and the two bikes. I'm here with a new family. It doesn't rain much. I spend the mornings outside at the table. The pollen finds its way onto the, onto the pages into my water and tea. The light in the afternoon shows itself differently. It brightens the walls and doorways and corners. His mom made us a schedule for dinners and chores that hangs on the fridge. We take turns cooking, unloading, and unloading the dishes and wiping the counters. We eat at the table together. Each night we settle into the same chairs. I'm allergic to the dog. The beaches are closed now. There's a lot of new patterns. The thing is making a lot of people sick. My parents are far from Florida. The gas stations and highways don't feel safe. I'll be here for a while longer with the bikes and the chore chart. I'm grateful to get to capture these circumstances that are so unexpected. There you have it. So one of the things that I thought about with this project is when I looked at it and then read the corresponding um, text and how, how, how they gave me insight to those pictures as well. Yeah. And there's, I feel like there's a really nice mixture in the text of, you know, this is a, this is a family that, you know, isn't being affected as dramatically as other families. Right. right? But I also feel like it's also being true with I feel like you struck the right amount of like anxiety in those pictures, right? Like regardless if you are being as dramatically affected as other folks, like this is still an anxious time for everyone. Yeah. And I felt like it was a really, really, you hit that mark really well. And the photos and the writing seemed effortless. So my question is like, talk about how hard it was to get that that way, both in the writing and in the photography, did you also send the text back and forth to someone or was that all on you? Yeah. So, um, the combination of photo and text is something that I've been learning a lot about just being in that photo class and consuming a lot of these photo projects and, you know, researching photographers and seeing their work and just really, really feeling so impacted by projects that include text. Um, I feel like it's a beautiful way and it like 
allows you to jump even further into what the artist was going for and what they were feeling. And so I knew that I wanted to include text because as I'm practicing, you know, making photos and that whole process, I'm also wanting to practice the element of text. And so um, I had all the photos finished and it was the night before the project was due. I think it was actually a little bit after the project was due. I was talking to my photo teacher like, it's going to be on time, I promise. Um, and so I was just sitting on the couch and just wanted to kind of jot what I was feeling down. I, I knew that I wanted to be really honest with it and I wanted to just kind of put my page and not... Um, I, knew, I knew that I wanted it to feel kind of like a diary entry and less of... Um, here's what you're going to see in these pictures or here's what here's what I was going for with this um, because the photos felt so personal um, and they and they really are kind of an inside look into what I've been uh, experiencing I, I knew that I wanted to have those really uh, kind of uninvolved details in it like the me sitting at the table in the mornings with my tea or all of those really small details um, and the writing process was so special for me. The obviously taking the photos is just like my favorite thing, and developing them myself, and putting the borders on them, and edit and tweaking them, like and finding the order. That's that's everything. But writing it really felt like um, what brought it all together for me. Um, being able to to know like okay, people are going to see these, and they're going to be able to know what they're actually about. Um, and also acknowledging that, yes, I've had it so easy. I'm, I'm so safe. Everyone that I love is so healthy and safe. And I know that that's not a lot of people's experience. And so I wanted to acknowledge that, um, so much of what I'm experiencing right now, I'm, I'm so here in Florida and the beach is 15 minutes from me. Um, and all of it's so new. Like I'm, locked in a house with a brand new family that I love and so that is so it felt also new and exciting and awesome but I also wanted to acknowledge that the circumstances are so terrible and there's so many people that are struggling and in so much pain and so um it felt important to kind of acknowledge that part at the end like I'm I'm here because I'm far from my parents and I can't I can't get home to them so yeah, again, I just I just thought it was a really it it was a really um, honest look at what your experience as a college student and the you know privileges that brings, but also the situation that that can put you in by being so far away from your family and then so so much so that you're then stuck in this spot for a month when you thought it was going to be actually not being stuck, but your spring break. Um, I just thought it was a really nice, we, I've been talking about the, the kind of scale of anxiety, um, a friend's daughter missed prom and it's really bummed her out and culturally it, it's tough for her because, you know, if she mopes too much about it, it's, oh, you, you, you have it so good, but it was a kid who was like, wanted to go to prom with her boyfriend and it's, that's real trauma. It's not on the scale of larger like uppercase trauma, but for her as a, as a kid, it is, it is a traumatic thing. And so I, I just thought that your, your project really was nice in kind of 
recognizing the level of trauma and then appropriately dealing with that level of, of how that was affecting you. Right. So, um, and it's also what you had to work with, right? Like had you been in a different environment, I have a feeling you would have taken different photographs and it would have been different. Like if you would have not been there. And so just because you were there, it wasn't like, well, I shouldn't be making art because I'm too lucky and this is too pretty and all of this stuff. You were, you still were able to make art. And I would get, I would guess that there are going to be some photo projects that you work on that aren't going to have, um, that kind of veneer of loveliness with a little bit of underlying trauma. They're going to be a little more flip-flop the other way around. And so I just thought it was really great that you were able to still find like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go for this and make what I can make right here, right now with what I have. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got, tell me how, how you got interested in photography. Was it just through your grandfather? Yeah. So, um, I started when I was, I think in fifth or sixth grade, I had a, adorable little pink cannon power shot that I actually just found because <laughs> we were going through the attic the other day um, in a little Hannah Montana pouch um, so that was the first camera and so I just I just was like taking pictures of whatever I don't even I don't even remember and then it turned into taking pictures of my friends and I I love taking pictures of people I loved having control over what a scene looked like and um, that turned into taking senior pictures, which was so fun. Um, I, yeah, I was a freshman in high school taking I didn't even know, and that was the craziest thing at the time. Um, and then that turned into doing a couple weddings, um, and that was great. And, and then once I was in college, uh, my freshman year, I got connected with um, a lady by the name of Becky Simpson. I'm not sure if you're familiar. She owns Chipper Things, and she's an amazing artist and author here in Nashville. And she just, like, brought me under her wing, and it's been so awesome to me. And I did a lot of product photography for her and a lot of that commercial um, product things, like T-shirts and posters and cards and hats and pins. And so... That's kind of where I've been the past, I guess, 12 years or so, just um, just really, really kind of bouncing around, trying to figure out what I love, what I'm, what I'm good at. And then the past year, I, I guess, uh, yeah, the past year, I've just really kind of fallen in love with the storytelling aspect of it and um, really want to just be as honest as I, as I can and just be as authentic and upfront and um, because when it comes down to it, it's, it's for me. And it's about like me connecting to myself the best that I can and learning myself and becoming comfortable in um, my body and who I am and just really wanting to, uh, and how really connected that feels for me to creating images and how, um, I just really want to be able to tell those stories of things that I'm experiencing right now. And that feels so so right to be in a longer form project and almost kind of giving up that instant satisfaction of being able to post one image. Um, I, I, I'm just in a, I'm just in a time right now where it feels, 
it feels more important for me and it feels more true to be posting or to not be posting at all, but to be creating in, in a longer form. And, um, maybe that's 10 images or for this project, it was 22. Um, and so that's been, that's been totally new and that's been a really beautiful thing and just really trying to consume as much as possible. Um, really wanting to just become as knowledgeable as I can of people who have done it so well and have uh, just really been that honest and opened up what they've been going through and opened up their brains and turned it into art. And um, it feels like a whole a whole world has kind of opened up for me and I'm um, just really excited to see where it, where it goes. And um, I really want to make sure that I that I keep it for myself in, in a way that I, um, because it is so personal and art is so personal, it's the most intimate personal thing I, I think we can do. And just maintaining that uh, authenticity of saying like, I do this for myself and I hope that within that I can um, bring someone else on, on in that journey. And um, it's, yeah, it's a really beautiful thing. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really kind of stuck on it. Yeah, I two things kind of pop up there for me. I love the the quote you just said. Art is the most intimate and important thing that we can do. That's really, yeah. that's really, really great. I may be paraphrasing. I'll have to go back and 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 listen to it exactly. But your choice as a as a senior in college right now in the in the you know, kind of golden age of Instagram. <clears throat> I, maybe yeah. people would argue that Instagram's already jumped the shark, but in the, certainly in the golden age of social media or early, early, like kind of early golden age of social media where it's like just so important, like for everyone, you've been off of those platforms for the most part yeah. since December. And then you're printing photographs and then doing something that's relatively yeah. old fashioned which is putting them on a website. Right. And so that that's yeah. just interesting to kind of think about one that we're already at a spot where websites seem old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, that there is a version of scaling back without becoming a hermit. Right. So, so this brings me up to like two things. One, you know, I, I think of that image of you on the bicycle with the reflection and I don't know if it was a conscious nod, but I just immediately thought of Vivian Mayer and her, yeah. those, those photographs. And so you haven't gone to that thing where you're hiding all the images, or at least right. not intentionally. As far as we know, she wasn't. She never intentionally put those out there for people to see. They really were for her. Um, you know, your, your, your quote is straddles that between art being intimate and important and for you only you yeah. then you which is what she did yeah. and clearly she's important to you like if you at least know that that thoughts in your head but then you've a, you've kind of created an addendum to that which is like but i also want to bring people on for the ride like i i'm it's not so it's like it is intimate it is personal but i also it is to help tell stories and i want you to know my story and i want to know your story right because we are so the same like we're so similar in the things that we go through. And I, I just, I really, I love that connection. That, that honestly means the world. She's, she's amazing. Um, that is a really, that's a really great connection. And that's something that really like tells that story of that was for her. 
so much. That that's that's like the the far furthest left that you can get. I think of, of really never um, intending to share, um, and it just being really from a true place of like I love these. I don't really I don't really care enough to ever see them. Um, I loved the process of taking them. So that that's just that that's a really that's a really crazy mindset. Um, but yeah, I I have. I have been off of Instagram for a while and, you know, not to make that the most important thing, but it's, it's been really, really cool, um, how it's kind of drawn me away in a way, like I've been able to be in a, in a little bit of my own bubble and, um, you know, I did that for one reason and that was just to kind of be able to keep my head down a little bit and get focused on what I really want to do and, um, I think it's so important to support your friends who are artists and stay up with what they're doing and, you know, be that voice that can say, this is so great, or I I feel so impacted by this. And I think there are better ways to do that than Instagram sometimes, but um, I'm just really finding that I really struggled with, why am I posting this? Like am I posting this because I love this and I really want to share this or because I feel like I have to post because I feel like I have to say something. Um, and it's been a really, really great thing of pulling away for a little bit and just figuring out like, what do I want to say? And we only have so much that we get to say. Um, and I really want to make the most of that. And so I would recommend it. <laughs> for anyone who's wanting to create something or just be able to, de- you know, decide for themselves if they, if they want to do their medium of art, whatever, whatever that is, um, and why they want to do it. Um, because it's so, there's so much, there's such a culture of, uh, you have to produce as much as you can, as fast as you can. And I really want to just slow down. I want to take a couple steps back and take my time and whether that means working on a project for two years and never posting it, <laughs> that would be okay with me. Um, so that's been, it's been, it's been really, really great. Well, I think the, I think the, the, you know, upside of social media is it does democratize the art world. I think the downside of it is it can sell you on this idea of this is how you do this. You post once every day and those yeah. things look slick. Um, and slick meaning they are your voice every time. So they look like you, they, they are your, you are a brand you are, you know, you can't post a picture of a broken flower pot and say how you, you know, had a frustrating day. Like if you're a visual artist, like all that stuff should look like you're, you can get tricked into this idea of like, this is what it looks like to be an artist on Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or, and and that this is the pace in which it has to happen now. Like, just get over it. You know, the internet's going to eat everything, um, and you're just going to have to get on here. Like, you just this is you have to do this to be successful. And in right. some ways, you do need to understand as an artist, right? Not in some ways. You do need to understand uh, as an artist, like how the internet is going to be part of your practice, right? Whether that's e- email list or 
the, a newsletter or, you know, and I don't think, and I don't think you're saying don't use the internet. I think you're just saying this particular platform, these platforms that we kind of loosely call social media can sell you a story that you're not interested in buying right now. And the art world has always had those folks who are prolific, who we value, and then those folks who are not prolific. And then in between there's a range, you know, and so there are artists who would have a solo show every four years. And then there were artists that would have a solo show every year. And then so, you know, used to that was the, you know, that was kind of the pace. If you showed at a big gallery in New York, you would have a solo exhibit once a year or once every two years, right? But there were also those artists that would just not show and they'd kind of disappear and they would go teach at a community college and they would make art and, you know, just there's so many different stories of throughout the history of, you know, contemporary art since the, you know, 1950s of people picking different ways. It doesn't seem any different now that you would decide, I'm going to pick a slightly different way to engage in, in the internet. So I think that's really cool. And I think it's really a valuable story to tell to other folks, because it's not me as an old curmudgeon who didn't grow up with the internet saying, ah, rah, rah, you know, it's you. So who's a digital native saying, huh, like maybe there's something to this idea of stepping back. I love the idea that you really did an old fashioned project in, um, you know, the most, um, kind of critical time in the cultural history of the entire world where everyone's dealing with the same thing. You know, you went and you basically said, okay, you're an old fashioned journalist using old fashioned tools with the exception of being able to communicate via phone and internet with your professor. But your professor basically worked as your editor and you, you gave yourself the assignment of I'm a photojournalist in my own life and I'm going to use that, but I'm also going to stay detached. You talked about it in the writing. You wanted it to feel like a journal, but you also wanted it to feel very factual. And so I love that idea of digging into old ways of being an artist, which is not constantly worrying about posting something every single day. Um, You know, you you could give yourself a little time, give yourself a little room without people thinking, man, Sid's lazy. She hadn't posted in like three days. She must not be making art anymore. That is such a, I totally, totally feel that. That's something that I wrestle with. Um, because Instagram is such a great tool. It's, I'm totally going to have to confront the reality that I will have to get back on Instagram. Like, I, most likely, unless something changes. Um, because it's such a great tool and you got to be on it. Um, but that is such a, it's def, being away from it has definitely, there's been a voice in my head of, oh my gosh, like, is she not a photographer anymore? Does she not, does she not want, like, is she not taking photos? She probably, like, has given up or whatever that is. And um, just really, like, silencing that and knowing that I'm doing it for myself and that it's, what I've decided, and I've found so much joy in having complete control over my website. Um, that's been really fun. That's been a really cool tool of feeling like they they um, present themselves better on there because they're all there together, and you have to go to see them, and they have a little bit more space, and they um, you don't have to scroll, and you're 
a little bit more apt to see all of them and take a little bit more time to see them all. Um, so that's been a really cool tool of having my website be kind of my Instagram. Um, so I'm definitely not against, I'm definitely not against sharing because I'm putting it on the internet and that's sharing. Right. Um, so I think it's just been a little bit of a different, different platform and a different space, which has been, which has been cool. You talked about how being um, a part of your artistic ecosystem that part of that importance is you giving feedback and support to other yeah. artists. Can you talk a little bit about other artists in your community, um, both at either at Belmont or in and around Nashville, or just you know you, you've mentioned a couple mentors, your photo professor Rachel Boyo and. Uh, Becky Simpson, but talk a little bit about other artists and, and folks that you um, would like for us to know about. Yeah, totally. I love this question. Um, when I was thinking about this question last night, there's a, a friend of mine is a, the one that I want to talk about. Um, her name is Alexa Micres. Um, Alexa with an A and then M-I-K-R-E-S. Um, and she is such a special friend to me. I love her so much. She's so great. Um, she's from Franklin, and she um, she isn't in school. She is an amazing photographer. Um, she has she has a great website and a great Instagram, and she is really, really she's really special. She shoots pretty much exclusively on film, um, and just has such a way of capturing people and like true essences of people and people in their spaces and people in their own skin and um she's working on a project on intimacy and I don't want to say too much about it because she deserves to be the one to talk about it um but she is just cap she's capturing people in their homes and um yeah she holds it so gracefully and so softly and uh, I think she deserves like all of the all of the attention in the world. So um, definitely someone to be looking at is Alexa Micros. That's my that's my plug. <laughs> awesome. So um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about as well before we wrap up is you grew up in the Midwest and then you moved to yeah. this. You moved to the South, but you moved to the South to go to college. And going to college is its own thing, but then now going to college in the South as someone from the Midwest seems like it added a whole other layer of of um, context to what your experience was. Had you been to the South much before coming to college? Talk a little bit about moving from what you call like rural Midwest to a much more urban Southern city. Yeah. So I was, um, I was actually born in Denton, Texas. And so I, we lived there for a couple of years. And so I've, we've taken a lot of trips back to Texas. I love Texas. Um, so definitely a lot of time spent in the South, um, but no time spent in Tennessee until I came to Nashville. Um, and more than, I love Nashville. I love the city. I love Tennessee. 
Um, but more than anything, I love it because it was it was kind of a way in the first step that I got to kind of do my own thing. It was a place that I got to jump into knowing no one and not knowing where anything was, not knowing how anything went or how it was supposed to go, just being there. Um, and so that was a really great experience of just having this city kind of become my own city. And when my parents came, got to show them around and family and friends from high school. And I, I just got the biggest kick out of that experience. Um, and so I think that, I think that the Southern lifestyle, I don't even know how to wrap that up in a bow, what that even look like, looks like or means, but I think to me, the thing that I can connect from my childhood living in the Midwest to the South is probably just that like Southern hospitality thing that everyone talks about. Um, like waving at people on the street or smiling at someone if you see them on the sidewalk, that kind of thing. That to me feels the most familiar. Um, but other than that, I've just I've just had the, the most fun jumping into a new city and um, finding people like you and like Becky and uh, having those great mentors and just being able to experience a new city while I'm so young and I'm really finding that that's something that I love so much and I'm I think I'm getting kind of ready for that again um, to see what what next city is on the list I'm not sure but well already you know you're going to spend the summer in Jacksonville so you're going to start checking off these big southern oh, shoot. I can't hear you can you hear me can now I said you're already going to move to Jacksonville right so you're going to be checking off another another well-known southern city um right and so it's be a summer hang. yeah um tell me about kind of kind of transitioning to uh finishing up here are there books you've read music you've been listening to kind of other forms of art movies um tell us some things that we should be paying attention to oh so fun um i would say A movie that I watched more recently was um, 20th Century Woman. I've been on an A24 kick. <laughs> I've like made this goal to watch all, all of the A24 movies this year. Um, and 20th Century Woman is a, is, a, is a movie about a mom who has a young son who has two really um, crazy and super prog progressive young girlfriends just like gals that he's friends with and it's just the story of this mom like confronting the fact that she's not going to be around forever and that she's going to have to turn over some of the responsibility to these two young girls and just the just that whole story is so hilarious and fun and relatable and um that's a really great one that's one i would recommend um book wise i I had to go back to, for my one of my classes at Belmont, I had to go back to um, a book that I had read that I loved that it felt like one of my favorite books, and that was um, Their Eyes Are Watching God. I had to read that in high school, um, and that's one of my favorite books. That's been a really fun one to kind of go through again, and obviously I have to write about for my class, but that's something I've been reading right now. Um, been 
listening to a lot of podcasts. Brene Brown. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar, but Unlocking Us. Brene Brown, her new podcast is so great. Unlocking Us or Unlocking You? I'm not I'm not exactly sure which one it is, but that's a great one. That's that's really good for, for long car rides and great conversations. Guaranteed to follow. <laughs> That's so awesome. Thank you for those. Um, I'm excited about um, digging into that catalog, the A24 movies. Um, yeah. I um, have not embarrassingly read their Eyes Were Watching God, but I, uh, it's, I'm going to put it on my list now since it's one of your favorites. I know a fair bit about Zora Neale Hurston, um, yeah. but I don't, I don't, I've never read that. I think I probably was supposed to in high school and then like got out of it by just, failing the test and not, I wasn't a great student in high school. So I'm going to make up for yeah. that and, uh, take you, take you up on reading that. And I know a little bit yeah. about Brene Brown, but, um, I've not dug into that podcast and I have a commute now when I am working. Um, and so that's something to dig into, but Sydney, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the, the really cool project you made. I'm really looking forward to continuing to work with you from number and hopefully start kind of trying to mastermind, how we can um, help um, publish your senior project um, yeah. and, and look at those things and hopefully connect to some of these other artists um, that you know about, um, including Alexa. And um, just thank you so much for being the first guest ever. And thank you for all the listeners for the listening to the first episode of the Young Art Writers Project. We hope that you will join us to hear more artists and writers like Sydney, as well as art ed heroes in and around the South. Gosh, thank you so much for having me. It means, it genuinely means the world that like you're taking interest and you're using your resources to put my little picture somewhere. So I'm really, really grateful. Thank you so much. <laughs>